Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Where else can you talk about Regency-era England, street urchins, a circus, elephants, giant fish poop that could possibly fuel a rocket, and a two-hearted space alien? Nowhere else but Doctor Who. Let's talk about Season 10, Episode 3, Thin Ice. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now... Let the buzz begin! Oh, yeah! I'm just gonna let Tari take it. This is a glorious moment, and I'm very happy about it. Guys, welcome back to the Doctor Who After Show at After Buzz TV. I'm your host, Zach Wilson, and we're talking about episode Thin Ice from season 10 of Doctor Who. I am joined by two of my fantastic panelists who are just jamming out to yeah. the to vanilla ice. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Seems like a thin premise. Oh. <laughs> it, wasn't, it really wasn't that well. Oh. <laughs> We've got Dave Child. Hi, I'm Dave Child. You can find me at MRDaveChild on all the onlines or DaveChild.com. My name is Dave Child. Hey, Dave Child. Hi. I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me at Tari J. That's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. Why? Don't you introduce yourself. Okay. Uh, well, I already did. Uh, <laughs> but why isn't Adrian Snow here? Adrian couldn't make it this week, unfortunately, guys. But you can find her on Twitter and Instagram at, or I don't know if it's her Instagram, actually, but her Twitter <laughs> is Miss Adrian Snow. Uh, so find her there. Yes. Um, but yeah. Thank you for joining us. Let's dig in to this week's episode of Doctor Who. Uh, First things, reactions. Uh, What did you guys think of Thin Ice? I thought there was stuff that I liked, especially there's a lot of great Capaldi moments in this one that I think he just really shined in the character. And I think my favorite parts were all kind of... Doctor Who centered and uh, characters, especially with his relationship with Bill. So that's the stuff I really liked. It was kind of a, um, it was an okay uh, Monster of the Week episode. Um, and, it, you know, I liked it. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I just kind of, I liked it. And, but I loved a lot of the little gems that kind of we got from Capaldi yeah, this week. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Yeah. Tari, what do uh, you think? I really liked it. Like, I I like that we get the feeling of kind of starting over. We get to experience a lot of the, the things that mm-hmm. you get between a new companion and Doctor Who. I also like that, storytelling-wise, there were a lot of things that they, like, dropped that paid off by the end, which I really appreciated. Yeah. Yeah, I I really I like I enjoyed this episode in a way that like I'm not sure. It, obviously, we'll try because we're talking about it for the next 45 minutes. Right. Uh, but I'm not sure I could fully put into words. Like I just generally enjoyed this episode. Like I had fun watching it. Um, it wasn't a, like a an amazing episode that like I'm going to call back to and point to as like a great episode of Doctor Who. Right. But I think Dave, to your point, like there was a lot of great moments. Like yeah. this feels like this felt like Doctor Who. 
Mm-hmm. Like, whereas, like, a lot of stories from, like, the last couple seasons have felt at times not like Doctor Who, but just, like, a story where the Doctor showed up in it. Right. Yeah. Um, this, was, this was Doctor Who through and through. We had, uh, we had a... We had a a monster we had a lesson mm-hmm. that like to be learned there was so there was like cultural and social like themes throughout it yeah uh and there was and there was that overarching plot that was just threaded in enough that it didn't feel like they were ignoring the fact that something bigger is going on right yeah um and it, like i think that there is actually even more deeper in this episode that i i feel like by the end of the season this episode will be much more significant than it feels right now. I think that's what I'm latching on to. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Um, I think the fact that we've set, we set up in the earlier in the season the yeah. idea of negotiating with the TARDIS, which felt like just like a fun like way to interpret like why the Doctor doesn't always wind up where he wants right. to go. It also personifies that the, the TARDIS in an interesting way. Yeah. yeah. And I, we just thought that was a cool idea for mm-hmm. how this all works. Because there's yeah. always like different... Every writer has sort of given the Doctor's relationship to the TARDIS and his adventures its own spin... Yeah. Right. Um, as because there's a lot of justification that has to go no into pun intended. why. Mm, it does spin. <laughs> it <Yes>. does. <laughs> it does. There's a vortex <laughs> causes a lot of inertial uh, rotation. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Moving on. Uh, but I. But this was the first time that I can remember where the doctor actively was like, "I don't want to be here. We're going to leave this place." Goes into the TARDIS and the TARDIS. Flat out is just like, oh, we'll teleport, but you're not leaving. Well, I got the sense that he actually teleported the second time just to get because he even says, um, I, I've decided to move it to a less precarious position because yeah. it was on the ice last time. So he, when he moved it, he does say he moved it so it isn't on the ice. Okay. Which is actually, that's something that sometimes in episodes the Doctor forgets to do. Mm-hmm. There's often times where I'm like, why did you leave it there? Oh, like you when, think- like um, uh, the episode with, uh, with the, uh, the lizard people. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, not, I, the not, Slo- the not the Slovene. They start with an S. Um, different different <laughs> people. I kind of forget exactly what episodes, but I'm sure there's episodes that we can look at that yeah. are just like... There's a history of why? just like leaving yeah. it someplace. I'm um, not really thinking through them. Yeah. Yeah. The Silurians. Silurians, yes. Right. Um, yeah, the Silur- like the, the Earth swallows the, the TARDIS. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think he's yeah. trying to escape, because I think even... Bill has a point of being like, why aren't we going? And then he says, well, I think we should find out what's happening here. You kind of get, like, a sense of that. So maybe, maybe there is, it is weird that they're there in the first place because they weren't aiming for there. Yeah. So the, maybe there is a sense of, like, we're going to build to something. Like, maybe the the big, you know, monster will come back. But Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, theoretically, it's lived for thousands of years, is what they established. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's no reason to assume that it, won't thrive like being released that it won't be able to thrive in the oceans for another 200 years yeah so did i guess i can ask this later but like did, was they implied that it was chained into in the thames for yes. like a long time yeah mm-hmm. okay but and it freezes the thames so that's why it's frozen over was because of the monster yes yes because they said that this was the first time it had a solid freeze so were there moments in, in a long time in a long time 
So, but because of the, you know, weather patterns, it must not get frozen in the spring. So it doesn't freeze in the spring. It's just hanging out at the bottom of the of the river in the spring. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think you also have okay. to have enough. It's probably a twofold thing where, like, it has to be cold enough right. in the air the just to, to sustain it. Because uh, the Thames is always going to be cold, right? Uh, but I think only, in, but like only in the winter, and having the winter plus whatever this monster is doing, yeah, is enough to actually freeze the Thames over, right, yeah. right, right, to a point where like people can just like hang out and walk an elephant on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. walk an elephant on it. I'm surprised those fish didn't go after the elephant. I feel like the elephant will be a nice, a nice snack, a nice hearty meal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Though the um, elephant would, would never be alone, so that would be. That's the issue. true. I guess they have a problem with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had a. Well, we could talk about. Let's, let's go through what happens in the, in the actual, actual show because, I loved, I loved just him running around at the actual fair and running around that time period and just seeing him. Talk about being a thief and him having fun kind of walking around. And I, I want f- to see that trick again. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and I felt like it was – you got to see a nice side of Bill and you also got to see a nice side of Capaldi's doctor. Because I feel like we haven't had the chance – maybe I'm wrong here, but you don't often see Capaldi's doctor having fun. Like I feel like there's – He does and he doesn't. I mean like remember like he, he wrote a – a tank into a right. Viking like town playing uh, a, an electric guitar. Like he yeah. does have fun, though. That was like a sad thing where he was like having a midlife crisis. Yeah, you that feel like the... you have midlife crisis moments, yeah. and feel like I feel like I've seen him try to figure out who this character is and who he is as the Doctor, mm-hmm. and having fun in that sense. But this yeah. one felt like it was him. Yeah. This felt like it was a solidly. I got him. I got Capaldi's doctor. Not that I haven't before, but I got him in a fun time place. Yeah. If that I, makes sense. Yeah. Because he has less baggage, I think, is the yeah. main thing. Like, up from the moment he was regenerated into Capaldi, he had all the baggage of everything that came before him, dealing with, like, Clara and things like that. But now, like, he's had some time to move on. Yeah. And he can be fun and make quips and really, like, enjoy himself the way that we're used to the Doctor doing. Yeah. Right. The uh, way that, like, the way that Smith enjoyed himself, had a good mm-hmm. time with Tennant did it, too. Like, right. yeah. uh, like, just even the most recent time we saw him in the 50th, like, when mm-hmm. we see him, like, hanging out with, um, it was Catherine, right? Y- yeah. Yeah. Queen. The Queen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, Elizabeth. Yeah, Queen Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Uh, like he was just like hanging out. He's like frolicking with the queen. Like he's just right. like doing his thing. Yeah. Um, and that's the doctor is just like having fun. Yeah. Uh, in addition, and then going to like a dark place. save place, save people, and like do all these things along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was serious stuff that was brought up in this episode pretty early on that I like. Uh, like I love the race issue was brought up. I thought that was and it had and it had to be addressed. Yeah, yeah. and I thought it was it was nice that it was addressed because I think often they could have not addressed it and it would have been awkward. But it's it, it's I'm glad that they addressed it. Yeah, that she even had that. That was the first inclination. Like le- previous episode, you guys were like we were talking about what tribe travel would you turn mm-hmm. to, and, and you we guys were, like, were both like never the past. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but I also like the fact that they included they they included that piece where she's like you know there there's more color back in the day and it, and he's like well yeah it's not represented that way in media but yeah. 
uh, that's really how it was. Yeah, especially that that interchange was awesome. It was, I think, um, one of my favorite quotes. And, uh, yeah, the like, snooty dude. It's a lot blacker than you would think. And then he said, "So was Jesus. History is whitewashed." And I was yeah. like, "Boom, Doctor Woke, Doctor Woke, Doctor." Hashtag, Hashtag Dr. Woke. Dr. Woke. <laughs> uh, and that was just like, that was an awesome moment. That made me like the whole episode no matter what. So it was, and also something that I appreciate in a Doctor Who episode is when an innocent dies. And I know that sounds awful, <laughs> but it just shows that the, the show has some balls. It shows that it's not just like... A kid. It wasn't just an innocent, like it was a like child. The, it was the cutest kid. It was a... Second hey, cutest. Hey, he was... That, he, he stole the sonic screwdriver. I don't feel too bad for him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying he was a, hey, Mikey, he likes it kid. Like, right. he would be... <laughs> he's like the kid you would cast to sell... Any any sort of <laughs> item in like a commercial because you're like oh adorable, and then he dies no, in no. a pretty horrific way. You see his like arm stuck out as he's drowning to death. It's yeah. it's it's a, it's it it shows it had a lot of bite for an episode that was even kind of light. Yeah, outside yeah. of it, it didn't have whole families and generations dying like the previous episode. It wasn't. Uh, maybe Peter Capaldi's first Doctor Who episode where uh, the entire city got murdered. Yeah. <laughs> Pompeii. But, right. But it was harsh enough that Bill had to be like, whoa, this is going to happen. This is going to happen sometimes. And she had to yeah. deal with that. Yeah. So. And it's, I mean, it's an interesting thing that, like, I feel like companions regularly have to, there, there always has to be that moment yeah. of, like, you can't save everybody and the doc the doctor has seen plenty of death and i thought that was a very interesting moment yeah. for for them when she's questioning him like have you killed someone have, like have you seen people die have you killed and then have you killed anyone and this mm-hmm. is like i'm curious how the i would have loved almost to even see more to like know what the doctor what's going on in the doctor's head as yeah. she asks him that like because there's a there's there's a, there's two different like ways like I don't the doctor has never like straight up murdered somebody yeah well but well, well here's the thing like he does it he he has let people die or killed bad guys when he is trying to protect someone he he was a soldier during the time war like he right. fought in a war but it's never in cold blood is what I mean. Yeah, I mean, though he has gotten to dark places, like the the episode where we meet uh, Donna, where he kills all the spider people, right. like mercilessly, because um, he was he himself was in a dark place. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we have seen him do really messed up things. Yeah, and we we've also had you got to remember in uh, I think it was the day of the Doctor because it was when all the three Doctors were interacting with one another. You had the I wrote this down because I, I read this in a review of this is that the day of the doctor the 10 the 10th doctor is like condemns the 11th doctor for forgetting the exact number of children who died during the the fall of uh, Gallifrey yeah and and then you know says basically saying you've moved on and how horrible is that to move on and we see that as kind of the point of this doctor is saying how how it's needed to move on in order to save the next life. So I, th- I think there's there's two ways of looking at that, like always being 
always knowing what the horror you've done in the past, but also being able to move past it so you can save the next. So yeah. you're not living in a world of regret. So it is an interesting discussion that I think he brings up, and I don't think he necessarily answers it. And I wouldn't be surprised if maybe that's going to be what kind of comes back from this episode, is that question of you know, whether you should move on and forget what you've done in the past or not. And I think it might be important to what's in the vault, but I'm not sure. Yeah, mm. and we're absolutely going to dig into yeah. our theories based on the new information of what's in the vault. Yeah. Um, but let's finish talking about just, like, uh, all the stuff that happened of in course. Regency England. Because, uh, like, they, they – I love the idea that, like, this fish poop is <laughs> yeah. basically rocket fuel. It's, like, the – it's better than coal. It yeah. burns hotter. And <laughs> you might even say it's clean coal, which is total shit. Ha! Oh, I, I see what you did there. <laughs> that was weird because you <laughs> – you accented the clean coal, so I'm like, is that a pu- the punchline? <laughs> is that and then this shit? Yeah, okay. It was the punchline, then the reversal. Yeah, Come yeah. On. It was a boom, comedy one on one. I loved it. Yeah, it was great. Um, <laughs> what I I also love there was kind of this nod towards uh, the social implications of of weather changing because of fuel and because of finding fuel, and it was changing in a different way because it was kind of manipulating it and becoming colder to get more fuel mm-hmm. rather than uh, warming up the planet like it's actually doing. It's it's kind of nodding at that. And also I love just Lord Sutcliffe and how how much of a, a dick he is and how human he is. Yeah. And they made that a point. I So if he – I feel like there was something uh, – him being such a mustache twirly person. Yeah, very um, – yeah. It, it, like, took away – because there was a kernel of, like, in what he was saying that people die trying to get coal. And uh-huh. so, like, him essentially harvesting this fuel keeps people from dying in the short run. Right. So, like, if he wasn't so evil, I felt like there could have been a, a counter to – or at least a validity right. to what he was saying. Also, like, the first thing he says is, like, I'm incredibly racist. Hello. Right. So it makes it so he has to only be evil – but I think what they were trying to do in this episode, seeing seeing as uh, it's a kind of a reboot season, yeah, we haven't had a villainous uh, human yet because mm-hmm. we had uh, an evil spaceship oil, and then we had <laughs> kind of evil mini bots, right? And now we have like, and now we're meeting a human that's evil, and I think it's important for. The bill for to show Bill that it's like the humans that are behind this, and it's not always going to be alien like. Uh, there are nefarious evil. humans, at right? Work. Yeah. So, but that being said, I think if he maybe, yeah, if he if he used it in kind of a hey, we kill we kill ten people now, it'll save uh, two hundred people later. If he kind of brought that back up rather than being like, I'm doing this so we can keep colonizing the world <laughs> and taking over inferior races like you. And it's, yeah, it was very yeah. mustache twirly. So I, I, I think that's true. Yeah, yeah, the creature line, which is like, whoa! Whoa, dude! Yeah, that was, yeah. it was rough. It was kind of hard to watch. Yeah. Um, but I, but I like that, like, the doctor sort of took all of this, like, 
all these ingredients to heart in his like solve for the problem. Yeah. Was like not just to defeat the bad guy or stop the torture, but to do it and also like save a couple like street kids. Right. Mm-hmm. I I liked I also liked the the doctor saying, "Hey, don't blow your gasket. We're, I'm going to have to talk so I can remain calm and I could be the one to charm Lord Sutcliffe when he comes in cuz he's probably going to be a terrible guy, but I can remain calm." And then he hits him immediately after he says something racist. Yeah. That was fun, but at the same time, I was like, oh, I kind of took that away from her, right? <laughs> like, I kind of wanted her to come back and When was the last time we something? saw that doctor punch some? Like, it's we, very it's We've seen rare. him, like, hit people, but, like, I can't even remember ever seeing the doctor yeah. physically, like, punch somebody. It was mm-hmm. kind of out of nowhere. It was, that, <laughs> which made it even funnier. Yeah. Because it just felt like, oh no, you're a racist. Go, go for it. Go full Richard Spencer on that guy. So, it was, <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, though, uh, to your point, Dave, I feel like if he would have, if it would have been Bill that hit the guy, it would have been, at least in this universe, like a confirmation that like black people are violent. So True. Like having him do it kind of shows, uh, beyond being the punchline, but like shows that punch other line. people, yeah, um, are willing to stick up for right uh, black people. That's that's a good point. That makes me feel less like it was kind of uh, man. Oh, he almost said man fisting, <laughs> 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 uh, mansplaining through the fist. Still bad. Okay, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I did love the uh, again like the the interaction with the doctor and the the uh, the the, uh, the pie salesman. Oh yeah! The, the oh pie, god, the, yeah! Like he just wanted to you learn. You were cheat. I love your work. <laughs> yeah, he just wanted to learn how to do the trick, and he was loved being able to steal stuff, which felt kind of a uh, Tom Bakery to me for some reason. I feel like Tom Bakery was always like, ooh, who are you? And like kind of grabbing things every now and then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he stole like seven pies from that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In his hat. That was great. Uh, I also love seeing the doctor return to wearing hats. Yes. Because I was a big fan of like, Stetsons are cool. <laughs> so is his top hat going to be a thing? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. He did, he did, he did buy a top second hats. top hat at yeah. some point. But it was so he can hold all those pies. Yeah. I also like the reveal of, oh, the fish that they that he's been getting for to put into the pies mm-hmm. were those angler kind of fish. But my one thing, maybe you guys noticed this. Because he said, "Oh, these guys aren't these guys aren't carnivorous, carnivorous yeah. so they're they kind of live. They're doing this for the big creature underneath. Mm-hmm. But why? I wish we had a good explanation of why. I thought they were they like came from inside the big creature. Like right. when they first appeared, you see the creature open its mouth and you see all the lights go out. Okay, so they're just kind of extensions of the creature. I think so. I, yeah. I, okay. I got the sense that it was a." Um, Oh, what? Symbiotic, yeah, symbi- yeah, yeah, like, like um, kind of they eat they eat his leavings or something. They like might that. that might be it. Like they may yeah. not directly eat meat, but they may feed on his right the the rocket fuel poop. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's what puts the glow in there. Glow in their angles uh-huh. is, mm. the, <laughs> is the poop. Uh, um. Uh, we also get a good. We also by get the way, a. Uh, 
hashtag man fisting is in the chat now. Great. Uh, great. Uh, this always happens. I always say the worst thing and it becomes the hashtag. Great. <laughs> um, I also like how we do get a kind of discussion about the butterfly effect and kind of things, how you can affect history and if you can uh, hurt yourself by history. And he has, he has that confusing joke because it also was a nod of Pete of the disappearing Pete because mm-hmm. he said, oh, this is your, your best friend who was just here. Now he's gone and they're making a joke about, ah, ha, ha, Pete and alternate reality, which they just talked about alternate realities, but Rose's dad's name was Pete and so that was kind of a nod towards Pete if, from from Doctor's past. Interesting. Who was found in then in the episode Inferno there was the alternate reality of Pete's world because he it was the world that he was still alive in yes. and successful. And they just talked about alternate realities like a second ago. And then now all of a sudden talk, talking about Pete. And I found that fascinating because it felt like a thing that the doctor sometimes does and kind of pops up is kind of mixing up his timelines, mixing up his companions and mixing up What's happening? So it was a joke, but it was also kind of a subconscious, like nod towards the Rose era, and and Pete and being around and them being an alternate reality. It kind of felt, it felt real to me because it felt like yeah. kind of the blendings of the Doctors. It, yeah. And it, it also, to me, I had caught, or it felt like a reference to when Rory literally disappeared from existence, right? Um, and that happened to Amy specifically, where. He was just there, and then she doesn't remember him. Yeah, yeah. So it happens sometimes. Yeah. And also, he said that uh, he's, you know, he was eating that funky sausage, and he says, "I like it because it's, it's. I've been here a lot, and there were points where, I think he talked. I think I wrote down in one episode, uh, a good man goes to war. River says that they went to the 1814 fair." Uh, for her B day, and were serenaded by Stevie Wonder. So that was another ah. thing that kind of happened. So that was maybe the where why he's been there before. Interesting. Interesting. So, yeah. yeah, that's like. I think that's just a little nod, but this was deep in like an Easter egg website. I found that stuff, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, but that's relevant. Like it, the question of. When when something is so that explicit, yeah. like it's not it's not like oh he went to an English fair in the eighteen hundreds yeah it was no this year eighteen fourteen yeah yeah like he knew this thing so there it's possible that like Matt Smith's doctor was there like yeah. a few days ago <laughs> yeah just hanging out there. It, yeah, it's. Uh, I feel like that could, could be a constant problem for him, making sure it's like, oh, no, it's not this day. It's, oh, it's, day. it's fine. Well, the TARDIS keeps track, yeah. I think. Yeah. TARDIS uh, is It's all in the way. databanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We also get uh, – uh, one of the lines, I since we talked about the, the guy who was making pies and thieving – that I liked was when he was talking to him and said, oh, do you not like tattoos? I don't like tattoos. I think we're bonding. I love that. I think we're bonding. <laughs> it's just a great line. Well, I, I feel like it, it, that line happened just because he's trying to, like, charm him into getting yeah, his trick. But not quite understanding what to do to right. charm. Yeah. Um, it was good. Yeah. He's, he scored a low roll on charm. Yeah. And it felt like <laughs> it, this is one of those episodes where it feels like uh, 
they're nodding a lot at the fact that the doctor is not human, so doesn't always communicate with humans perfectly well. <laughs> yeah. And I like that the, the, the coin trick ultimately culminated in him getting Nardal to uh, leave him alone. Yes. Yeah. And that was a nod at, uh, yeah, that was great. Also, another nod towards like previous doctors uh, in this episode are the street urchin names are Perry, Harry, and Dot, which could be short for Dorothy, which could also be Ace. And they're all companion names in some way or form. (laughs) Not me. That was another website I found. I I feel (laughs) like at a certain point they've just run out of names. Yeah. This feels like... This will be fun. But uh, all three of them together were kind of all... That was coincidental. I think it's kind of... They put little Easter eggs there for fans... And also for like, oh, this is this is why the doctor trusts them so fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would I would dismiss it more if not for the picture of Susan. Yeah, in the opening episode because that was so clear mm-hmm. that it feels like it's there's no way that was just a sight gag. Yeah, uh, like, yeah, that I, was. I uh, can't imagine that that Moffat likes to plant Easter eggs, not just for Easter eggs' sake. Yeah, but for like drawing threads too much for that to have been a random choice. Yeah, and that was just setting the tone, I think, for this. That season. plus the the uh, return of like the those OG Cybermen mm-hmm. coming up, like still coming up. Th- it's relevant. Yeah. There's a reason. Yeah. Uh, however, it does remind me of when I got real. I latched hard onto the fact that there was. A guy in England around this era, in a, in a, I think I think it was a Matt Smith story uh-huh. named Alfie, uh, and because we get Alfie, Ooh, Alfie right. is Stormageddon, who I have advocated on many occasions to be a future companion. What I've never heard you say that. Hashtag before. we want Stormageddon. Um, I got real excited. So yeah. it feels like that. Where like we're still digging new. a little too hard. <laughs> if if Adrian were here, she'd say, "Well, you know, Kitty." Uh, could be an, an ancestor of <laughs> yeah. Bill, Bill. So yeah, I mean, except Bill is a time lord, as as she keeps saying. Uh, yeah, it. you know, but yeah, the way, you know, yeah. she had she had relations with a time lord. Right, it's in her blood. You know, uh, classic Adrian Fair. Well, yeah. Either way, as long as we're getting into some crazy, weird theories. These are regular thoughts. These are just that, regular. Yeah. These are just dreams think, and wishes. I said we're being... just getting into. Okay. Um, let's get deeper down that rabbit hole and talk about the, like, our, well, we'll do another check-in with the vault. Yeah. Should uh, we get into prediction mode or uh, I mean, I would just say this is general, like, it's general okay. discussion about, Okay. Like, so like, we don't know anything. This isn't necessarily spoilers. So yeah. this is just this us just our theories. Um, what? <laughs> the chat. Sorry, I saw in the chat they're like, like really Zach again, like with the storm again and stuff. Uh, yeah, well, like see, not that's th- what you Jamie get. Perez, like not this again, Zach. <laughs> hey, uh, it'll be when it happens. It's gonna be great. No, come on, guys. <laughs> this is the first time he's ever mentioned it. I, guys, come on. Sure, I'll believe it. Dave's hearing it. I've the, I've never heard it before, and, so I'm interested. And yeah. Michelle wants to. Michelle says, "I'm lost. How is Bill a time lord? It's just a Bill theory. is not a time lord. <laughs> it's just a weird theory that was brought up. It's a theory. It's not real. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's talk about. So there's Bill's Knox, and the chat is already on the same page as like because we were discussing right before we went. Yeah. On air, I mean, because like the, the 
the knocking when you knock on this on this show on Doctor Who, uh, it feels like it, the answer becomes obvious. It feels like it's the master, but it's one shy. It's yeah. like it's yeah. So it's almost it's almost too obvious. Yeah. So, so it might it might be. It might be kind of trying to hint that it could be the master, and it turns out not to be. Nah, I, to me, it, it, I, I, I remove like the, at least that from evidence of the master because it just like. But the, that's what everyone's thinking. Right? Like that's what the whole chat's and, thing. And right? I think it's an intentional diversion. That's what I'm saying. It but might like, be too obvious. Yeah. So okay, they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. that they're doing it. This way, so everyone's like, oh, definitely the master in there. Yeah. It's going to be the master. You just wait and see. And then it's going to be something different. Yeah. Like Storm Again or something. Guys, based on the knock pattern, mm-hmm. I know definitively that it's Sheldon Cooper from Big Bang Theory. Ugh. If you were on the other side of the door, Ugh. it would have been dun, 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 Nardal. Dun, dun, <laughs> dun, Nardal. Dun, 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 oh, God. Nardal. So somebody's knocking, trying to get out. I if that door opens and says Bazinga, I'm throwing my TV <laughs> out the window. That's it. Yeah, I'm done no, with the TV. I, I will. I will. Done with it. I will quit this show. That is the worst thing I've ever heard. I would love it because it one it confirms that Sheldon Cooper is an alien. <laughs> well, yeah. And two, <sighs> it's a good bit. It's a real good <laughs> bit. Good bit. <laughs> good. All right. <laughs> um. Uh, Bojo Pigeon in the chat asks uh, if the master is in there. Yeah. Uh, when does when does slash did he regenerate? This is uh, the theory that we discussed last week that it's the John Sim master, not yeah. Missy, but this would be pre Missy master uh, that's locked pre-Missy. in there because uh, if so the we in the, in David Tennant's farewell episode, mm-hmm. the master got locked. In with Gallifrey via that whole crazy thing that I'm not even going to try to explain. Right. Go watch the episode or read somebody else's explanation. But the, so the master, in theory, was locked in was in the time locked Gallifrey. Gallifrey. Right. But wasn't the Gallifrey released because they just had that Gallifrey? It's sort of unclear. We've visit. We've now visited. Gallifrey that has returned. Yeah. But the doctor can't it's they're not time lords aren't just out there. So I think they're still semi time locked which so my the the obvious theory at least to me is that that's what's in the vault is Gallifrey. Right. Because there're Gallifrey symbols on it. Uh I think they're still trying to figure out where to put... Like, Gallifrey's at the end of the universe right now. Right. Yeah, they, I remember at one point the they couldn't to... find Gallifrey. Did They found Gall- Gallifrey, right? Yeah, he yeah. knew it was out there. He found it last year. Right, mm-hmm. right. Um, and it's, like, sitting at the end of the universe mm-hmm. yeah. or the edge of the universe... Uh, that's a or the end of end of time. It's it's very yeah. it's, it's, it's that vague dimension. Doctor Who yeah. thing that sort of exists. Mm-hmm. Um, but this could be the door to whatever that is. Do you yeah. think that they would do another like Gallifrey reveal? Like because we've technically sure, had two yeah. of them. The first one being the giant crack on the, in the town called Christmas, mm-hmm. and then we had the one at the end of uh, last season. So I, I feel like story wise, we can't have another mystery. That's resolution is Gallifrey. guys, it's Gallifrey. That's fair. That's a good point. 
Uh, yeah, so if it's not Gallifrey, uh, a whole bunch of Daleks, like it's or the Master, what else could it be? Uh, so because I feel like the Daleks could be coming back with it. Maybe it's like Cybermen all the Daleks are more or less just out there, yeah, doing their thing. Because um, the Daleks are kind of like they're squirreled away somewhere too, right? They're like, I, I think they're out there. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah, the Daleks are, again, similarly nebulous in terms yeah, of, like, I always kind of forget do they exist, they do they not? They they show up as needed for it, story purposes. It doesn't feel like that would be a reveal since we saw a, a, a Dalek quickly in that pilot episode of this season. He knew where to go, and that was yeah. him going to a specific point in time. Yeah, but, right. Um, but, yeah, that's a good point. Like, the Daleks are, are out there, so it can't be that all the Daleks are locked. We've also done that. Also, keep on, in mind in from Modern Who. all the hints from that episode where he was afraid whatever the pilot ship was, it wanted what was in the vault. So there might be things going after what's ever in the vault. That's true. Because right now they've shifted it and, like, oops, something's trying to come out of the vault. But at the same time, someone's there probably – there are people trying to find the vault as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, like – People are asking in the chat, like, is it just something new? Yeah. Like, is it like is all of our theories for not that it, like whatever's in there is just unknown to us? I think whatever's in there, I wouldn't be surprised if that if that's going to be something to do with ever what with his regeneration process from this moment forward. Because they they have said, uh, I think. That his regeneration since 13 is technically the last one, mm-hmm. um, but that's kind of screwy, but that it's going to be a different type of regeneration, whatever the next one is, and I feel like the the vault has something to do with that, and I don't quite know what, so maybe it's... The re- next regeneration would be different? Because this is already think, a new set. Yeah, you're right, because 13 is the last one, right? So he's well, 12. Well, he's... He's he's thir- he, he's technically the first of the new wave because of the War Doctor and right. that they've established now that Tenet technically used up a second one. I think I re- I'm, I'm I can't say this for sure because I think this I forget what article it was in, but I think I I think Moffat has said that whatever generation comes next is is going to be a different type of regeneration because it's like in this new set or something. They're going to mess up Mess it up somehow. Like, Capaldi is for uh, that. That may may yeah. be the truth, but Capaldi is the first of the new set, right? Because Matt Smith, they had to give him Matt Smith's Doctor a new set. Sure. Uh, okay. In in cr- the Christmas. Okay, uh, that could events. just have been him hinting at the fact that maybe it's like not going to be another white guy or something. Yeah. Right. So who knows? Which yeah. seems inevitable. It'll be a cat point. person. Yeah, it could be a cat person. could be a cat. Let's have it be a cat. What yeah. if Doctor Who was just a cat for a whole season? That would be great. Be we, great. We've established that there is a cat person race. Doctor Mew. Oh! The, the, the chat <laughs> thinks that it could... A lot of people in the chat are, are suggesting uh, Rassilon, or at least one person is saying Rassilon, uh, which is an, an older yeah. Who uh, character... Uh, who's one of the founders of Time Lord Civilization? I'm oh. not super familiar with. Yeah, with but this that character. sounds like a Moffat move. It sounds like he would be like Razzle, and then would be like, Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, yeah, I, know I, I totally knew totally what that was and didn't Wikipedia it just now, so that yeah. I understood what the chat was talking about. But mm-hmm. there will be a lot of fans um, that will know who that is. It's yeah, just, you know. 
mean, um, it, the, there's the Valyard, but like that's sort of been it's been done. dealt with yeah. to a point at this like yeah. I I don't know. I feel like it could be. It's either going to be the Master or something new that we don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. My I think that I don't think it will be Gallifrey. I think you're right. I think that's if it is, it's going to feel a little disappointing. Yeah. But why would somebody be? Why would the Doctor be worried somebody is coming for the Master? That's maybe it could be because if it's the if it's one form of the Master in there, or if it's say it's like this doesn't make sense. So it, I know this doesn't make sense, but if it's the key to the Master's regenerations. Like his next regenerations or her next regenerations, so maybe if it's one form of the master in there, maybe Missy could be trying to find whatever's in the vault. Hmm. But like you said, I think in the last episode, or one of us said, is Missy could possibly get to the vault because he she is the doctor's oldest friend. Mm-hmm. So she at least it's... can walk up to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, because it's set to friends of the doctor. Yeah. So the it's... the the room that the vault is within is has friends. Yes. only. So that wouldn't hold her back. We think. Yes, correct. So I I I think that holds up, and I think that that's also an interesting twist. That yeah, um, like while we're gonna see it coming a little bit because we're overanalyzing every moment that this show has. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. As Hovians are prone to do. Yeah. Uh, it would to to most audience, I think, be enough of a surprise. Yeah. yeah. Um, I hope that we find out that Nardal is like full of weapons. <laughs> That's kind of <laughs> he has to like at he some point a giant robot. <laughs> at some great. point, he has to like reveal a tool, some kind of tool within. Like yeah. he's a ro- he's a robot except for his head. So he's a right. cyborg technically. Cyborg. Yeah. yeah, he is a cyborg. So. Um, speaking of cyber cyborgs, um, I have a alternate theory. Yeah, um, in that since we do have the whole thing about the original Cybermen, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, chat, but I I feel, I remember the Tomb of the Cybermen episode having that style of Cybermen, so this vault could be the, uh, either a lock or an opening to the Tomb of the Cybermen, so it could be about the time when they are supposed to awaken, and so that's why he's guarding it. Hmm. True, could be. It is like, like it's easy to forget. Like the Cybermen that we've battled in Modern Who uh, don't come from this universe. They came right. from the alternate reality that we went to with Mickey. Right. Yeah, um, with Mickey oh. and Rose. Uh, the like those old school Cybermen. Uh, that those are the ones from our like reality, which was a whole like Second Earth situation, and they were trying to like replace us. Right. It's a whole. Okay. To yeah. do. It's a whole <laughs> um, wibbly So it is possible that that's what's, what he's hiding there. Okay. Um, maybe but why would someone be after that? Maybe he's protecting. Weapons, bro. Weapons, bro. Yeah. Uh, maybe he's Weapon. protecting a an earlier version of himself. We could go on and on all day about <laughs> this. Um <laughs> Very true. So, like, so let's. I think. Why don't we? Why don't we move into some official predictions so we can talk about next week's episode as well? Yes. Great. And now your AfterBuzz TV predictions. Uh, what happened in the preview? So I saw the preview just now, and it was. 
I, I saw it very quickly and with the sound down because it was in our crowded studio, so I didn't want to bother all the other after buzzers. Mm-hmm. So I um I didn't get to look up anything, but that actor is looks like he's so like a former master or like a former Doctor Who. Da- you're talking about David uh, Suchet? Is so that the older guy in the preview? In the preview for next week? Uh, yeah. He just looks like so hardcore old British actor guy. It's it For one, it's, it looks like it's going to be Haunted House episode. Cool. Which I always love the Haunted House episodes. I love the ones where it's kind of uh, spooky doings happening and they're trying to figure out what the spooky doings are. So that's that's one of my favorite stuff. It looks like, um, even though you saw just a hint of it, but in a previous uh, future episodes on, it looks like we get some cool wood monsters that I'm kind of excited about that come out of like the house. Neat. So that's that looks really neat. But I'm curious about this one actor because he looks like he's the type of guy that is going to turn out to be the master. It, he has that <laughs> feeling to him. Like so, the like the one that was at the end of the universe. Yes, like that guy, like Caligula. That guy is like <laughs> it looks. It has he has that feeling to him. Even the little clips I saw. So I don't think he's necessarily going to be the master because I feel like it's kind of pulling an old hat trick. But like, yeah, and we and like, look, if we've we've already got two. Yeah. Do and like and like, I don't think that Missy is going anywhere because no. she's. Too too much fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I, was, I also, and I think that like you need somebody to carry over. I do, like into the new showrunners like stuff. And like even if it's not, I don't. And I don't want it to be the Doctor or the Companion. I like that being a fresh slate. But it would be fun to see Missy play with a new set. Yeah, maybe. Also, I feel like they could use Missy uh, better. I think that she kind of she had some great setups, but no payoffs that really felt satisfying. Yeah. But I, I I think it's interesting that we're going to do another horror. We're going to do a horror episode. This is like yes. sort of continuing like it's it's Moffat's final tour. He's like, all right, so we did the new companion episode. We did the base under siege. We did a a, a monster that's also like we a did the big sad, socialist like, or social commentary. We did the mm-hmm. sad fuel whale episode that we always have to do <laughs> every couple of seasons as a sad whale, sad <laughs> large sea creature that speaks like a whale. Yep, and you either if you free it, it could destroy people's lives, or you could let it like, or you could kill it. And keep humans going. Just sounded very familiar. Yeah, but you know, yeah, Yeah. it was. So it does feel like it kind of has that. And I think where Moffat really shines are in the horror episodes. Yeah, I mean, as the guy who created the Weeping Angels, or at least wrote their first episode, it will be very interesting. Also, the Silence are great, like horror creatures. The Silence are amazing horror creatures. The idea that you forget. Oh yeah, and even that one—I forget the name of the episode—but the gas mask kids. Oh yeah, uh, oh, that was God, awesome, yeah. Moffat, and that's like, yeah, it, this is so I'm excited for a horror episode, which should be next week. So yeah, excellent, yeah, yeah. Um, any final theories as we wrap out? I don't know. I'm I'm when it comes to that, I think maybe maybe the master, but who knows? Yeah, yeah. I think the whale fish is going to come back and save the Doctor and the Companion, give them a thumbs up, and then swim away. Yeah. For what it's worth, next week's episode is called Knock Knock. True. And we ended this week's with knocking. So? Mm. It's a knock-themed. Yep. Next thing you know, Walter White's at the door. Knocking boots. Uh, Knockers.
Oh. Well, he's the one that knocks. What am I supposed to think? Great. So, all right, so Sheldon Cooper and Walter White hanging okay. out. The <laughs> ultimate knockers. <laughs> They're playing us yes. out, kids. They're playing us out. Yep. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us uh, at AfterBuzz TV for the Doctor Who After Show. I've been your host, Zach Wilson. Uh, keep the conversation going with us on YouTube, on Twitter. You can uh, tweet me all your theories about what's in the vault. At that Zach Wilson, T H A T Z A C H W I L S O N. And uh, stick around uh, in just a few minutes. I'm going to be talking about the leftovers with our after show crew. Uh, tonight's episode was bonkers in all kinds of ways that, like, I just come help us process it. You can also find me at MR Dave Child or DaveChild.com. And in two hours, I'll be. At AfterBuzz, talking about American Gods. So I'm about to watch that right now, and hopefully it will also be bonkers. Nice. And you can find me at Tari J. That's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. And you and I can talk about the ultimate knockers together. Also, you can find me here on AfterBuzz TV on the DCCWABTV slate. It is at Supergirl, Flash, and Arrow here on AfterBuzz TV. Thank you to everyone who joined us in the chat. Thank you to everyone who's joining us later. We have been the Doctor Who After Show, and thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other After Shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. See you later. Knock, knock, knock. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 